0: Hello and good morning, Ashton. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. How are you doing?
0: Absolutely fantastic. Very excited to talk with you because this is a part of American history that so many people are starting to just kind of set aside. And I'm so glad that you have come together with your group of, of team players to do an eight part docuseries on a man that helped change the course of this nation.
1: Yes. Yes, well I'm so glad to be able to finally share it You know, as a filmmaker you work for three years In dark rooms and traveling the country And finally you have to share it with people So it's such a pleasure to be here And uh, to, finally, to finally share it with viewers
0: Well everybody, you know, as I was growing up They always said that, that JFK was too young, too young, too young And yet what he did in that office it's, it's almost like he was just created for that position And he allowed the atmosphere of everything around him To help shape him
1: Yes, that's absolutely true, and I think one of the key points about Kennedy was the fact that he comes into the office having been a senator. He had been in the Congress for 14 years, but he wasn't a significant legislator, so he had a lot to learn in that job. So when he comes into the office in January of 61, you know, you have the Bay of Pigs a few months later uh, in April of 61. And, you know, you realize that a president, the job of a president really is to learn in the job. There's no way to prepare for it. And the kinds of crises that you see, you know, Eisenhower once said, all the problems that are, lo- that are less significant are going to be solved at a lower level. All the problems that come to you as president are the most sincerely um, critical sort of existential problems that you're going to have to face.
0: One of the things that helped change the course of where we are in history today is the fact that their debate between JFK and Richard Nixon, I to this day, I still hold on to that because there's so much that we can learn from it today.
1: Yes, and I think those debates, there were actually four debates that took place in 1960, and those debates were really the first televised Debates where people could actually watch In their living rooms the two presidential candidates And what's remarkable about it Is that you have these two people who don't really Disagree on a lot You know, Kennedy and Nixon Two politicians running at the center of both parties In 1960, they didn't disagree on too much So really what those debates were about Was who came across the best On TV, and people saw Two different, you know, figures there And Kennedy really popped out Of that screen, he had this charisma oh, yeah. about him And yeah. um even when you look at those debates today, they still have the same sort of impact as they did 60 years ago.
0: You packed your bags and and did a lot of driving to put this together over those three years, didn't you? I mean, 25 different states are involved in this.
1: Yeah, and it was very much so. We call it guerrilla style filmmaking. It's yep. when you basically you get your camera, get your small crew, and you get a car, and you literally just start driving around, and you're staying in hotels you know, not great hotels, you're staying sort of wherever you can find places to stay. And it was made on a very um, modest comparatively to some of the huge, you know, um, network documentaries or streaming documentaries. It was made for a relatively modest budget. And that was the idea for me is like, let's get out there and really, you know, put in that effort. And I worked with with a crew of just two other people. And there's some documentary crews that are five, six, seven, eight, nine people. And that was really the key is uh, trying to get down to the bare bones, and that allowed us to actually film way more interviews than we could have filmed if we had you know, done it another way.
0: I've been with Peter Coyote so many different times. I just love listening to his voice. So to find out that he's a part of this, you have no idea what people are going to do when they react to hearing his voice. Share this story.
1: Yes, Peter Coyote is, for me, I grew up loving E.T., one of my favorite films of all time, and he's like the first character you see in the in the film. And that voice, something about his voice, I, I almost compare it to, you know, a documentary is like a labyrinth. It's like a labyrinth that you have to find a way of getting through, and the narrator in this case is sort of like the the guy with a torch that's leading you through this labyrinth in a way, and is always with you as an audience member, really helping guide you through. Because there's so much history, there's so much saturated information, but as long as you have that key narrator who's sort of your best friend, you know, throughout the experience of watching the show, Um, that really helps you take you know take you through and Peter Coyote is the the best of the best for that
0: well you've mastered the art of storytelling with this the way that you bring everybody in because you you spoke with over 70 people to, to be a part of this you have to take their words their expressions and pitch volume and tone and figure out a way to create a path for us to go through all eight parts of this
1: yeah, there were 170 hours of, of footage that were captured um, from the very beginning of filming all the way through to the end. And that doesn't even include all the archival uh, material from the speeches to the debates to, I mean, everything else. The amount of archives in this show is, um, it's like an Everest of archives. Uh, there's a lot of stuff. So the key was, again, really finding out what is the core of the show? What is what is, what what, were, what was I trying to do? And my goal was immersion. My goal was just to basically get the audience into this world for eight hours while they're watching the show. And that meant finding the rarest archives as I could. It meant finding the best photographs of yeah. Kennedy throughout his life. Some that not a lot of people have seen before. And that really helps, I think, the um, the audience really lean into it a little bit more and uh, help connect with it.
0: You paint an amazing photograph of JFK in the way of all of the things that made him great.
1: You'll be seeing that through Kennedy's perspective, and you'll be following him in the Oval Office through all these different crises and seeing how, as a president, the one word that encapsulates him is maturation. He's someone who grows into the job. He doesn't come into the office uh, fully prepared, and no one really does, but Kennedy had a lot to learn. And um, that's part of what makes his presidency remarkable is the fact that he had to learn. And um, by the time he's assassinated, he was the best president he had been up to that point. He had really grown a lot. And, um, you know, so I I hope that people will walk away from the show with a new perspective on him and hopefully with a few new um, tidbits of information that they didn't know before.
0: Do you feel like a historian, or do you think that this is the History Channel's way of saying, no, look, there's a new level of journalism right now, and we're showcasing the best of the best?
1: You know, I I have a huge respect for historians, and I work with them often, and including on Kennedy. I wouldn't consider myself a historian. I consider myself just a plain old, plain old filmmaker and uh, composer. Um, but I certainly love history, and I love telling stories relating to history, and certainly doing this job, you sort of have to put on a historian hat. You have to really, you know, and also an investigative journalism hat, you know, to really try to get into there, get get into the archive. And, um, but no, I mean, my hope is that people will see the show and possibly it will, will, um, you know, inspire them to to pick up a book and read more about Kennedy or, you know, um, that kind of thing. So I love historians. I work with them all the time. And um, certainly what I do would not be possible without these people who have dedicated their lives and their careers to really studying this stuff and making it possible for documentaries like this to exist.
0: Well, we can't thank you enough for your dedication, your loyalty, your determination and your perseverance, because we've something here now that we can tuck away and, and send out into the future.
1: Well, that means the world. Thank you so much. I'm so, so glad. Thank you.
0: Well, you be brilliant today. Okay, sir.
1: Thank you. Thank you. You as well. I appreciate it.